Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Football Pandemic, where Josh and I will be talking today about week seven, week eight. I think that's right. Looking at some fantasy stuff, looking at some news around the NFL. So join us on the Football Pandemic. Josh, it's me and you today. You know, I could put up the uh, fancy names here. Boom, like that. We could, uh, we could. Uh, let's do that since it's just the two of us for now. We'll put that stuff up. Hey, uh, there's uh, some great stuff to look at from the weeks that just passed. It was kind of a, a weird week, uh, especially for uh, referee and some of the calling that was done. At least I feel that way. Uh, but before we get to some of the review of games and some of the preview of upcoming games, let's talk about some of the the big new stuff that's going on in the NFL world these last few days. Uh, evidently, the Titans have traded a free safety. Someone named Kevin Byard to the Eagles. Do you know this guy? Yeah, I'm surprised you don't because he's in your division. But he's a very, he's like a two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowl or something like that. He's a very good, very top, top-tier safety in the league. And the rich just keep getting richer, I guess, as they say. <laughs> Yes, the Eagles just seem to always make... Now, last trade they made with the Titans was a big one. That was uh, mm-hmm. A.J. A.J. Brown. Brown. I started to say... I don't know what I started to say. A.J. Woods? That's not a name. A.J. <laughs> AJ Brown, anyway. Uh, they traded, and that was like... I bet the Titans wish they had him back. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, I didn't put it on here, but since we're talking about Titans, news this week is that... Uh, Mike Vrabel said that Will Levis and um, uh, Malik Willis Malik Willis will probably start this week if uh, Ryan Tannehill can't start. I don't know if they've made that decision yet, but uh, we may see some uh, uh, new rookie quarterback, uh, Will Levis, in there. We have seen C.J. Stroud so far looks like probably the best this year as far as what will happen this year because Anthony Richardson, who also was showing a lot of promise, is out for the year. And of course, um, the Carolina Panthers still haven't won a game. I don't know if that's more on uh, Bryce Young or if that's on Frank Reich or uh, whoever their offensive uh, play caller was this last week. I know he handled those duties off. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll get the chance to see if Will Levis has anything. And I think, if I'm correct, are the Texans playing the Panthers this week? I've got to look. I think so. Oh, that could be fun. Will Levis against C.J. Stroud? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was glad we did not take Will Levis, and so if that happens, I would like to see C.J. Stroud do well. They're both in my division, so you got to root for one of them, I guess, right? Will uh, Levis plays for the Titans, not the Panthers. Oh, that's right, that's right. It's Bryce Bryce Young, yeah. so we will see Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I don't know why I was getting all excited about I that. Know, I don't know who the Titans play, honestly. Uh, the Titans. Might be the Ravens. Are, no. Titans. I, I know I this. Hold, hold one second. The Titans are playing. Ugh, come on, scroll down, scroll down. They're playing Atlanta Falcons. And oh. I fully expect the Atlanta Falcons to win that game. So that's just me. Uh, but now I've gone off my script. Let's see where we're at here. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. And I'll go ahead and say it since it might be painful for you. But uh, this week, mm-hmm. uh, the statistic was dropped yesterday, I think it was, that Sam Howell is actually on pace to become not the greatest quarterback ever, not the most throws and touchdowns in a season, but to become the most sacked QB in a single season of NFL history. What do you think about that? It's expected at this point, honestly. I mean, there's no like with a new, with a new game, like a new game added because it was Derek Carr and the Texans in their first inaugural season. That that holds the record currently at like 95 or something like that. And with a new game added, one game, even one game might not make a difference. Even if they give Zip two sacks, it probably won't make a difference. But um, he's been sacked a lot. Yeah, it just shows. I, I don't know how much of it is on Sam Howell holding the ball too long or not, but Sam Howell. I mean, the offensive line this. is. Oh, go ahead. The offensive line is just terrible. I mean, you're putting in plug-in guys, I guess, if it makes sense. Guys that are backups, and, you know, it's just that there's probably legitimately, I'd say, one one legit starter on that offensive line. The rest are guys that I can see, you know, being backups. And what's funny is, um, last year, when we're going through a carousel run of, of um, 
of uh, of centers because a lot of them got injured. Our center who is on our team currently is our backup center, um, Tyler, Tyler Larson. Last year, Commander's record with Tyler Larson as starting center, 6-1-1. One, one. Without Tyler Larson, 1-6. So, um, my advice to Ron Rivera would be to start Tyler Larson and to start Cornelius Lucas at left or right tackle instead of Andrew Wiley, and you might have a better offensive line. So, you said it was David Carr with the Houston Texans, right? When they started that franchise very first yeah. year, he had the record for sacks. I remember he just got the tar beat out of him. Mm -hmm. And the problem is he was never good after that. Just too much being beat up. And I hope that doesn't happen to Sam Howell here. Yeah. Because if, uh, if he ends up getting hit the rest of the season that much, it could affect his play. I know that uh, David Carr from, from that, you know, season on, he just, he just wasn't himself. Part of it was, I think he was afraid of always being hit, always afraid that he was about to be hit. So let's hope that that doesn't play out the same way for Sam Howell and the commanders. Rams fifth round rookie Puka Nukua, or as I sometimes call him, Pikachu, leads the NFL in catches at this point. How's that for a rookie coming in? Nobody expected that. I don't think anybody even knew he was on the radar when uh, this draft season was happening and they were naming all the people that could be, you know, the best wide receiver. Who would have thought that he would yep. right now lead in catches? But boy, he's been good for the Rams. And uh, with them and Cooper Cup back, I fully expect them. Well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Uh, Tush Push for the Eagles has been extremely successful for the Eagles team. I think they said it was like 80-some percent. I was looking at this earlier. Uh, surprisingly, um, even though everyone's had a whole offseason to plan against it, it has been almost unstoppable for them. And the rest of the league, you, who you would think this copycat league, everybody would learn to do it. They have not been nearly as successful. So I don't know what the magic dust is that the Eagles have with this, but Nick Sirianni has said this last week that he sees every drive starting with a first and nine because he's so confident that, that uh, if they end up yeah. a fourth and one, <laughs> they're just going to tush push past it and go on. And they did. Uh, I think they, they were successful every time this last week in their win over the Dolphins. Uh, bad calls aside, um, that, that tush push thing is so successful for the Eagles. So I don't know. Uh, I, I hope someone figures out how to stop it or other teams figure out how to do it. But right now, that's their, that's their signature, I think. Well, how are we doing on our predictions for the year? We'll go right on to that. We've, we've been predicting the games at the beginning of the year, and we're not changing those, even though we will sometimes say we believe different team may win now because of circumstances. Uh, but from our beginning of the year predictions that we had no information on, how did we do this week? So last week we went 10 and 6. We flipped the script like we did from week 5 at 6 and 10. But this week, same amount of losses. Um, at six, but with the buy, with the teams, with teams out of, on a buy, um, we went seven and six. So we're just barely above positive, but we're still at positive. And our current record is, um, just look real quick. I have to scroll down a bit. Um, uh, 61 and 48. So we're whole, we're still holding on to about a one point, I'd say one point, like one five or 1.10, 1.1, you know, win loss ratio. Well, we've got to stay ahead of Adam Rank. I don't know where he's at right now, but I have to feel like we're better. I have to, just looking at his stuff at the beginning of the year. Uh, so that's uh, that's where we are in our predictions. Hopefully things kind of start to look up again there, prediction-wise. But I have a feeling, you know, some of those teams that we thought were going to be good have not been as good this year. And some of those teams, more importantly, I think, some of those teams that we thought were trash. I remember thinking Tampa Bay, trash thinking uh, the Las Vegas Raiders would not win a game, thinking the Broncos would be bad. Raiders and Broncos haven't been great, but Tampa Bay, they're actually surprising us with Baker Mayfield down there. And uh, mm -hmm. and then, of course, we you know thought the Jets would be winning more, although they're hanging on more than I thought they would with uh, Zach Wilson. So, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's do some review uh, of our week. Let's start with, uh, you want to start with me or you this week? You can go. I mean, we watched right. the game together. So. I feel like I always get to start taking all the hogging all the glory here. But uh, Colts game this week. Uh, Colts played 
man, I just uh, blanked out. Who did we play? The Browns. The oh, how could I forget? Miles Garrett all over us. Uh, I will say this: Miles Garrett was good. That defense is good. Uh, they beat the 49ers the week before. Uh, I really expected the Colts to win that game, and truthfully, the Colts were robbed of that game. Uh, I don't think I'm alone in saying that. Actually, the NFL came out and admitted uh, to Shane Steichen uh, and Jim Irsay that those two calls were well, both course. mistakes. It was supposed to be a secret, and you know, Jim Irsay being Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay be- said it. That's yeah. right. And uh the truth is that totally would have given the Colts the game. Uh, forget the last call. The second to last bad call, the one where the Colts got the, the strip sack and had it, that would have ended the game right there. Uh, the Browns got a win they did not deserve, but I can't say that the Colts played great. We should have won that game. We did play better than the Browns, but when Minshew turns it over for 17 points to the other team and you only win by one. Uh, I think that's what he turned it over for last week, 17 points, and we lost by 17. And I said, oh, you do the math. This time we were still only one point behind. We would have won the game. And they, of course, they wouldn't have had those last um, seven points. It would have just been 10. But Gardner Minshew has to learn to hold on to that ball better. Um, he cannot, cannot throw interceptions, cannot have fumbles. Uh, he's just got to get that together he he plays so well like he's that roller coaster because he like ran for some touchdowns threw for some touchdowns and i was feeling pretty good about him but then he would turn the ball over and turn the ball over and we ended up losing coming out on the losing end uh unfortunate too because that may have a big part to play in both our season and the brown season that game um, in the way that the last weeks end up, we'll see. We did have uh, a good showing by Josh Downs, our rookie. He was uh, on fire, and uh, he was actually the top scorer in my fantasy league. He got my fantasy MVP this year, even over Tyreek Hill. Um, he had, I think, 28 points, uh, mm-hmm. more than Tyreek Hill. He's in my Hill. league. I have him in my other league, too. I think I picked him up just this week. So Good pickup. Yep. Good pickup. Good week to do it, too, because he hasn't been doing much. It's been like... He was bad the first few weeks. He was like, okay, a week ago. And then this week, he went off. So hopefully we continue to see that. I know Michael Pittman said something about he wants to be targeted more and get the ball more. And then he walked those comments back saying, you know, I was just competitive in the heat of the moment. I love our team. I love the city. You know, all the right words. Hopefully Michael Pittman, uh, I think more than anything, the whole team hated the loss. They hated the, mm-hmm. the fact that they played so hard. Uh, and Michael Pittman had that one amazing, you know, catch right in the middle of two people and then like broke those tackles and ran down the field for a yep. touchdown, like 60 some yards. That was amazing. And truthfully, the Colts should have won that game. And it's just a travesty that the referees can't. I, I don't know if you heard uh, the Pat McAfee show. Did you watch that at all? Pat McAfee, uh, he had like this long rant, about eight minutes, where he's like, I usually am not one for calling out the refs, but I believe there should be an investigation to see if somebody had placed bets uh, in that referee crew or if their moms or girlfriends or family members placed bets on the Browns because it was the same guy who called both of those uh, at the end. And they were just horrendous calls, horrendous calls, and they totally changed the game. And you have to wonder. And uh, he also brought up the uh, Dolphins. Was it Dolphins Eagles. 49ers? Who was it? No, it Eagles. was uh, Eagles. Who? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, he brought up the Dolphins-Eagles game, and then he also was looking at a college game. And uh, just some of the horrendous play calling, horrendous uh refereeing that is going on this year especially this last week and uh, yeah he went on a rant and he called out these referees names on air because he's not going to get fined so it was kind of refreshing <laughs> to hear someone on espn which pat mcafee is now mm-hmm. saying this is this is bad and here's the exact people who are bad and something needs to be done and they need to be demoted and other people there needs to be full-time referees this needs to not just be this kind of stitched together uh, organization of referees. We need to give them training in the off season. He just went on and on and you can expect that because he was a cult, right? But everybody agrees with him that that was just a giveaway game to the, to the Browns. The Browns got one. They got one for free there. Now this is yeah. not discounting miles uh, Garrett back there. Miles Garrett. 
Yeah, Miles Garrett back there in that backfield, just like killing the Colts. Uh, and it's not discounting that they played hard, but they did not deserve to win that game in any any form or fashion. So hate to see that. But I am I am happy to see Josh Downs in the game. I am happy to see what Michael Pittman did in the game, that Jonathan Taylor is getting more snaps and uh, ramping up and looking good. Uh, and hopefully he can continue to improve as we go. But uh, yeah, that's the Colts. Talk to us about the greatness of the Commanders this Great, last week. Yes. Um, obvious what didn't go wrong honestly i mean everything went wrong <laughs> literally everything went wrong except maybe the second half defense because we allowed no points but overall the offense line still sucks um uh the giants i can't believe the exact number but the giants went in this in this year like week seven or yeah week seven went in with five sacks on their from, from their defense line to or in their linebackers i guess their whole defense in total but mostly that core um in general and they came out with i think five or six sacks that game so I don't know if that's telling Ron Rivera enough how bad the offensive line is in general, but like we kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, maybe we should put some new players in because all these guys are backups except one. Or if I don't know what to do, honestly, because you, you go into a game and you're the, your opposing team has five sacks on the year and you give up six or five or six sacks, that's really something that's like to be worried about. And he just doesn't seem, seem to care, honestly. Um, um, a top tier defense, quote unquote, top tier. You know, one of the best defense supposedly in the league. Defensive line is uh, defensive lines. I mean, couldn't do anything against one of the worst offensive lines in the league, which is kind of weird and kind of dumb, I guess. Because you have top tier talent and Chase Young, Montez Sweat, um, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and I don't even know if they got it. I think Chase Young got two sacks and maybe somebody else got one sack, but they couldn't do anything against a horrendous Giants the offensive line, and it was just like. Both offenses, both line, both linemen, defensive and offense, were just not doing anything to help the team. And obviously, they only scored 14 points, which when you look at it in retrospect, that's like, that's great. Defense only allowed 14 points. But then it's like, oh, well, they won 14-7. That's also telling something about the offense. So mm. overall, I don't know what to feel about this game, but there was no run game established. And I feel like that's a lot of the reason why... Sam Howell's throwing so much and he's getting sacked so much is because I don't know if it's Eric Bieniemy or I don't know if it's just because we're down by so much a lot or our offensive line just sucks in general. But there's never been a serious a game where a serious and an actual good run game was established. And it's not because of our running backs. It's because the play calling isn't there. And like the play, not the play calling, like the, the play calling, but like there isn't plays called to be run. So it's like you got to incorporate that more to keep the uh, to keep the defense on edge. And then the last thing is Dotson's costly drop. I mean, I'm not going to flag Dotson because people make mistakes. And honestly, that wasn't what cost us. It cost us the game. In retrospect, in, in like hindsight, that was what cost us the game because we could have scored. But overall, the offense, the offense was not doing anything to help us throughout the whole entirety of the game. The defense was not doing anything to help us throughout the entirety of the game. And so to blame that game on fully on Dotson is just completely criminal and it shouldn't be done. So, I mean, it was a costly drop. In the end, it did cost us what could have been a score, but it did not cost us the game. And um, I guess people are kind of coming at his head because he dropped the ball. So overall, I don't think it was his fault. And then MVP of the game, like I mentioned earlier, Chase Young. He has he had two sacks, and he was probably the probably the one shining part of this this whole game that for the Commanders. One thing I can say is I thought this week we were all going to with our homer teams have the same record, but the Colts actually have. No, the Colts and Commanders have the same record. Packers yep. are worse Packers are two right and now. Four, aren't two and three, yeah. That is, is such a flip flop <laughs> from most years. When they had Aaron Rodgers, they were always better better records than us, or at least a mm -hmm. lot of the time. Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to go on to since Brandon's not here. We'll just say that he really liked AJ Dillon in that game. And uh, I have no idea what he thought about the rest of the game. I assume he did not like it. I can tell you that. Uh, they yeah, did actually, not... um, we have him in our in our group chat. Um, oh, I, asked him, I asked him about the game. Um, let me see what I said. Actually, a minute. Um, I can tell you this: Aaron Jones did not score me nope. anything hardly in fantasy football. Somehow, I still ended up winning, but it was a it was a amazing that I did. I think I also had in um, Jordan Love, who didn't help me a whole lot either. So Brandon's before I mean if Brandon said this and I'm gonna go back to the commander for a minute after I tell you what Brandon said, but I texted Brandon in our group chat. Immediate reaction, Brandon. He says, What a gut punch. Still need first half movement, which 
honestly is completely right. You know, there was no movement. They scored, what, nine or six points in the first quarter, first half against a defense like the Broncos. is just crazy for, to see because either the Broncos defense did something right or the Packers are not the offense and Jordan Love is not progressing like everybody thought he would. Um, but I'd like to go back to the commanders real quick because I'm going to keep this as clean as possible. Um, but Jonathan <laughs> Allen, asked, after the game was asked, um, how he feels i don't know what exactly what he was asked so basically he asked he was asked how he feels about the game and he said um you can probably replace the words you can probably figure them out audience i'm freaking tired of this crap seven freaking years of the same crap and honestly he's been here seven years he deserves more and i feel the same way being a lifeline lifetime lifetime fan of the commanders you know ever since like the turn of the century we've been terrible or borderline terrible borderline average you know and ever since joe gibb you've been terrible Ever since he left. Yeah, the first time since he left. The first um, time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ever since Dan Snyder kind of took over. I mean, we had some years in the 90s after he left where we were 10 and 6, you know, playoff team, whatnot. But once uh, Dan Snyder came in and he started changing things, you know, firing coaches because they were, they were, um, they were re requesting too much management power like Marty Schottenheimer was doing in the early 2000s, everything just went downhill. And, you know, cutting a quarterback where we had a winning record and all these things. But overall, I agree with Jonathan, Jonathan Allen. Um, just tired of it. I mean, there, there needs to be change. And I obviously, he's not going to call out his coaches. You know, he's not going to say, I'm tired of this crap. Ron Rivera is the reason, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like all the players know because they play with that coach or they're coached by that coach that the reason is Ron Rivera doesn't have any fire in him. You know what I mean? He's at that age where it's like, yep. you know what I mean? He's that old guy standing on the porch. Get off my lawn. Got his arms crossed. Just watching. <laughs> Let's look at the Blake Harris corner for week seven this is called blake harris because they claim to have no real uh, allegiance to any one team although blake says he he's a cowboys fan um brandon harris says he has no allegiance to any team so this is all the other teams kind of big things that happen uh say this name for the bears i don't even know this guy tyson pageant or pagan pageant yeah i don't know how you say his name but i do know that he went on to dominate the Raiders and has looked maybe better than Justin Fields maybe. has. I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to tell because you were playing the Raiders, of course, and you know the Raiders, they probably would have won. I'm going to say this now. If they had Jimmy Garoppolo in or even Aiden O'Connell or even gave jo uh, Josh Jacobs somewhat of a run, run game, they probably would have won. I'm going to say that now. But actually, you know, maybe they wouldn't, but they would have put up a better game than, what, seven or ten points that they had. And But Tyson Bagan looked really really good and uh i don't know of course you know matt eberflus is going to say and he has said that uh once Justin, he's going to start uh, tyson bajan is going to start next week against the chargers on sunday night but he also said that once justin fields is back this is his team so i don't know if because the chargers have an okay to an average defense you know they could kill mac and bosa so they got a pass rush and if Bagan, i will say this though they also have the exact same record as the bears so they're not like a great they're not team. yeah but if bacon does well against the pass rush and a, and a pass attack like bosa and mac and a couple other guys on their line and their linebackers against that horrendous offensive line for the bears that might be saying enough to like even spark something in matt eberflus's or the the owners of the offense coordinator's mind to propose that bacon continues to start if he wants to keep his job if eberflus really does have to do something this year or he's in danger he's one of those sitting on the hot seat right now, along with Ron Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vikings upset the 49ers. So the question that's been posed is, are the 49ers starting to drop off or are the Vikings starting to heat up? Which is it here? And I have a theory that right now the Vikings, or I mean the 49ers are dropping off a bit. Uh, they lost the week before to the Browns. They lost this week to the Vikings. And I don't know that I see them beating Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati is coming in and like really trying to get on a roll. This could be bad news for 49ers fans. They I think it's a, so dominant to start the season. I think it's a mixture of both on it, but both honestly. I mean, as much as people want to say, you know, Kirk Cousins sucks, especially Brandon, Kirk Cousins sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, he's not a good quarterback, you know, whatnot, but he's putting up numbers at a borderline MVP level, in my opinion. You know, he's leading this team with an offense, especially without Justin Jefferson on that offense. You know, he's still leading this team with, with Jordan Addison and with a couple and uh, KJ Osborne, but those guys aren't Justin Jefferson. They aren't the top receiver in the league. You know what I mean? And he's Jordan Addison is becoming a star. KJ Osborne is a solid receiver. And Alexander Madison has his games. But these guys aren't the, to the best at their position. And for Kirk Cousins to lead a team like that, 
with those guys is and especially with a defense that is bad outside of Harrison Smith and um Daniel Hunter it's just crazy to put up numbers like that and and a score like that against a top defense in the league and a top offense in the league and I think it's a mixture of both because obviously Brock Purdy got hurt CMC will, I think CMC was playing but Debo Samuel and Trent Williams what Trent Williams was not playing so that might have yeah. been a factor but overall I just think it's a mixture of both I think the Packers are starting to come be starting to heat up and the 49ers the slowly yeah, sorry. The Vikings are started starting to heat up slowly, especially with their schedule the next coming weeks. I mean, if you look at it, they play the Packers next week, which how the Packers have been playing. That could be a win for the Vikings. They play the Falcons the week after. Could be a win for the Falcons. And then they play the Saints, the Broncos, and the Bears, the Raiders. Those could be that could be a six game win streak to add on to their two game win streak against the Bears and the Vikings. And you can see very much see them being Wait, in a You mean for like, for the Packers? No, for the Vikings. Okay, you keep saying they, this could be a win for the Falcons, this could be a win for the Packers, but you mean this could be a win for the Vikings. against the Falcons, against this team. So they play the Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. So until that those last four games, um, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions, those are probably the toughest that they have to play within the, within the next 10 games. And I can see them go, honestly, see them with how they're playing, going on a 10-game, uh, on a six-game win streak to put them right back in the division and right back in the play wild card spot. So, you, so you're you're saying Blake Faith may, in fact, be right, you think, or you think that this is still the Lions division? I still think it's the Lions division, but I can see the Vikings being making a push for a wild card if they continue to play like they are. Could be, could be. And the 49ers, they got to get some stuff right. And of course, getting some people back healthy will help. But I think Purdy's already been ruled out this week. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy Actually, no, I don't know about that. Um, I think he's in concussion protocol, which may be. Oh, right. Probably, concussion protocol. So come, yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, questionable call. We already kind of hinted at this one. Gives the Eagles the edge over the Dolphins. I'm surprised you didn't have anything here about the questionable calls or uh, by the for the Colts Browns well, game. You, Maybe you, you talked about that you in your knew. homework segment because this is our, yeah. this is our, you know, well, yeah, I figured you'd talk about it, but in our homework segment, but this is also <laughs> the Blake right. Harris corner. So this is every other game we're not a homer of. So, but yeah, definitely a questionable call um, there in that Eagles Dolphins game. And would that have been the difference? Don't know, nah, I don't but, know. but still it didn't help. And the Eagles did end up winning over the Dolphins. And I, reiterate something has got to be done about this referee that i mean they need to make in the last two minutes every call reviewable because mm-hmm. these calls this call in the eagles game uh in the dolphins game the calls in the browns colts game those needed to have another set of eyes able to look at them and change those calls because it's just bad, mm-hmm. bad. yeah so i didn't know this until my the dolphins fan i work with at the pizza shop um i didn't know this until he said this but um, of course, there were questionable calls like we're talking about, but I guess one of the referees is getting invested, or some of the referees, either one of them or some of them. I believe it's just one because uh, I don't believe that many, this, many people will do this, but one of them is getting investigated for um, to be suspended from uh, uh, refereeing in the NFL because he made questionable calls for the Eagles and then another time made questionable calls in favor of in favor of the Eagles and then another time made questionable calls in favor of the Steelers. So it's all it's all. Uh, Pennsylvania oriented so maybe there's something behind it maybe not but there is well this this guy who made the bad call in the Eagles game does live 40 miles north of the Eagles like he lives there yeah so, <laughs> so there's definitely that, an that investigation could that could be going on yeah oh speaking you need of to investigate, investigate that guy in the Browns Colts game too because that's just speaking of sad. investigations um the NFL um we didn't I didn't put this in our breaking news I kind of forgot about it but investigations kind of made me remind remember it and the NFL is investigating a um I don't know exactly how it is, um, but how I um, like because you know Bajan Robinson was question or he, he didn't play much. It was Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson playing, taking the bulk of the load for the Falcons, and he mm-hmm. barely played. So there, you know, he was Bajan Robinson was active, but he was pretty much questionable or sat out the most of the entire game. So I think there's an investigation going on where um, the NFL is going to look into how the Falcons handled that injury with or the quote unquote injury if he had one with Bajan Robinson. Okay. So, oh, yeah. SNLE. Who we you remember SNLE? He came to our our live stream. Um, I say the beginning of November, beginning of September, middle of September, and he was asking us fantasy questions. He's back, and he just wanted to say hi. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> I just thought I'd give you know give him. I know I know I know who the other viewer is, so I just thought I'd give him a shout out. Yeah, yeah, um, give him a shout out there. 
Uh, we talk uh, a little bit about the Ravens dominating the Lions. That's not something we expected. I mean, we know the Ravens are good. We know that mm-hmm. as long as uh, you know they have that quarterback, Lamar Jackson, they're going to be a force. But the Lions, uh, I think, are the bigger story here because they've looked so strong that it's like they didn't even put up a fight. <laughs> it just looked really bad. Uh, and I, I expect the Lions this coming week will bounce back. Um, if I were looking at the games, I forget who they're playing this coming week, but I, I believe they will solidly win. I was looking at it earlier. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a big, uh, a, a big game for the Ravens. The Ravens needed to come back and look strong again. And, uh, they did very much so over the Lions. Patriots upset the Bills. This was, uh, my upset of the week this last week. I called that, and this is the second one in a row I've got right. The first one was, who did I call first week? Um, Jacksonville over Bills? No. no. Um, Browns over 49ers. Browns over 49ers. That's right. That's what I called. And that happened. Patriots over the Bills happened this week. So the prevailing theory is that if I call the, a team as an upset, they're going to win. So now I've got lots of people asking me to call their team for the upset. But we'll have to see um, who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy uh, SN Elite said uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Super Bowl champion. So. I mean, they're on the they're on a on a, a high, high you know run of of you know games right now, and they have a they, could, they have a division they can easily win it in. They just have to perform in the playoffs. They uh they started the season against the Colts and looked really strong, and I thought, yeah, they're gonna run away with this. And then they had a few bad games, and I thought, oh no, are they turning into the same old Jacksonville Jaguars? But then they they came back. Uh, I believe that Doug Peterson helps steady that ship so they don't have those big ups and downs. And I think Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. Uh, I think that AFC South is going to be exciting in years to come. CJ Stroud's looking like a really good quarterback. He's had, what, nine touchdowns to one interception, and he's had like a 96% passer rating uh, for the year so far, something like that. He's he's looking really good, and I think Anthony Richardson, when he gets back, if he can stay healthy, I think that's going to be really exciting. Who knows what Will Levis, we may get to see that this week with the Titans. Uh, I don't have as high expectations for him. I just never was big on Will Levis, but... Uh, AFC South could be exciting. So uh, Jags to the Super Bowl? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of other good teams out there for them to to have to beat, but they definitely are keeping themselves in the thick of it. And I think they're probably going to win this AFC South unless C.J. Stroud really rises in that, uh, that uh, Texans team. By the way, the Texans team have been kind of fun to watch this year yep. so far. And uh, I think them getting Will Anderson on the on the defensive side of the ball and getting C.J. Stroud and then just having some other players kind of stepping up, um, they're a team to watch. I think D'Amico Ryans has really kind of helped that team too. I think coaching makes a big difference. And so uh, I'm excited to see Shane Steichen with the Colts. I'm excited to see D'Amico Ryans with the Texans. I'm excited to you know continue to see Doug Peterson with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and we'll see where that division goes. But Jags could be could be heading that way uh what else do we have here okay let's let's preview what's going to happen in week eight week eight i'll tell you this for the colts it's saints versus colts and uh i think that's going to be a close game as well and i would not be surprised if the colts feeling so robbed from this browns game buckled down and gardner Minshew actually holds on to the ball Uh, i haven't actually been watching the saints defense to know like how exactly uh, good they are, but uh, I do know that uh, this this will probably be a pretty close game, and I'm going to give it to the Colts this week because I think they're going to come back angry about that that the way that Browns game ended. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say a little higher. Let's say I always love starting one team off with 31, but let's go 31-27 Colts. Why not? What do you say for your commanders? They play the Eagles in Washington this week. And if anything's telling of the story that's happened the last couple of weeks since that Eagles game, we're going to lose because we played the Bears. We <laughs> lost. We got embarrassed. Thursday night football. We played the Falcons. We came back. No, we, 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 had, a, we had an okay game. We won. But the Giants against one of the worst teams in the league got embarrassed. The Falcons are a legitimate team, I think. So it's always an up and down week for the commanders, but we're at home and I don't think that makes any difference. I mean, there's no passion and there's no fire in Ron Rivera. There is such a passion and such a fire in Nick Sirianni and 
he that transmits a lot to what his players are putting out on the field. So um, especially against that defensive line, the offensive line of the commanders versus the defensive line with Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Bailing Carter, um, and all these other guys in the linebacker and Hassan Reddick and all these other guys in the secondary, it's going to be a tough game for Sam Howell. It's going to be a tough game for the offensive line. And as much as I want a run game established, I don't know how much how much of the run game will be successful because of that defense they're playing. But overall, I mean, and the last game is close. The last Eagles game we played was like an overtime game was 37-34 or something like that. I don't think that's going to be happening this time. I think it's going to be a 34-10 dominant win against the Eagles, and our 10 points comes in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, Brandon has, he's not here today, but his Vikings, or his Vikings, Vikings play his Packers, and uh, we'll just get to do this since he's not here. By the way, uh, he had uh, surgery, right, on an, on an ear, and uh, probably still all hopped up on anesthesia drugs. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's decide what we think will happen with his Vikings and his Vikings. I keep saying that his Packers and the Vikings this week. I'm going to let Josh make this prediction so I don't get in trouble. Well, like I said earlier, I mean, the Vikings seem to be coming into they're They're on a hot streak, basically. They're three and one in the last four games. And I can't remember who the team they lost to, but I think they started 0-4, or they started 0-3, and then they won to the Panthers, then lost. And they're on a two-game win streak, basically, right now. And I think that how the Packers have been playing, against, especially against bottom team, bottom teams in the league, against the Raiders and against the Falcons, especially how, or the Falcons, the Broncos, sorry, and especially how Jordan Love has been playing against those teams, three interceptions against the, Bron- uh, the, the, uh, the Raiders, and then I think two, one or two, one costly interception, and if not, he had another interception that I don't know about. But five or four or five interceptions in the last two games, and Aaron Jones has not been involved. I don't know what to expect out of the Packers, but I do have, I'm starting, starting to get a feeling of what I can expect out of the Vikings. And overall, I think this might be a Vikings win and it might be a 27 to 17 victory for the Vikings. I, uh, I, if Aaron Jones is not involved, I agree. I think the Vikings are going to win and I need Aaron Jones to get involved because he's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm, me too. So Packers, if you want to win, if you're listening to me, Aaron Jones is your answer. Okay. Jordan Love is, you know, he's learning and he's going to play a part, but you got to have Aaron Jones in there if you want to win this game. So that's what I'm going to say. Um, as an elite, ask another fantasy question. So hopefully, hopefully we can give a better advice than last time. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember his first name, but I think it's Blake Ferguson, uh, Cowboys tight end against the Rams or Goddard versus the Commanders. And as a homer of the Commanders, I'm telling you right now, Commanders linebackers, Besides maybe Jamin Davis, and I don't know how much they'll play him in coverage because he's more—he's a versatile guy. He sometimes gets gets in on the line and gets sacks, and sometimes he he's in coverage. But overall, we are not good against the t- the tight ends. Our linebackers suck. We don't know how to coverage man or zone. So I 100% believe that Goddard, as, as much as a commander, it pains me to say that as a commander fan, but he Goddard is also on my fantasy team in another league. So I have full faith in Dallas Goddard, or um, yeah, Dallas Goddard um, doing well against. It's uh, it's funny that he he asks these questions <laughs> that you always have to give this answer of like ah oh, this is my team and I don't like it, uh, I I agree and I'm gonna say this uh, a little uh, spoiler sneak peek um, you know how I've got the last two upsets of the week my upset of the week is Rams over Cowboys so I'm just saying that I've been right the last two weeks. Now watch, this week will be wrong. Uh, Commanders will do great against Goddard, and you'll come back here and say, what were you saying, guys? Why did you do this to me? But I, was uh, I do you... believe that I, if it were my fantasy team, I would put uh, Goddard against the Commanders. I was hoping you would say your, uh, your upset would be, would be Commanders over Eagles because <laughs> you've been right on the last two. And... Oh. I, I considered it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. That's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit there. Because right now, we're going to get into our marquee manure and my oh my games. The marquee, the game that you just have to watch because it's going to be really good. The manure, the game that's not even worth turning on because it's just going to be a snooze fest or, or a blowout. And uh, the my oh my game, um, the one that is intriguing uh, to say the least. And so uh, we only have, I believe, one in here from Brandon. And so I'm just going to say that since Brandon's not here today. Uh, the marquee game he chose was Rams at Cowboys. I let you know what I already thought about that, but he believes this is going to be the game to watch 
Uh, and that's not saying it won't be an upset. He's just saying this will be the game to watch, the one you definitely want to see. And I don't know who he would have picked to win here, but uh, that's his his marquee. I'm going to have you go next, Josh. So that I think I was in the middle all last time. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna switch it up this week. Uh, Brown, my marquee is Browns at Seahawks. I mean, one reason for, especially is because the uh, the Seahawks are wearing their throwback um, original uniforms with the helmet, the jersey, and everything. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They're wearing those jerseys, so that's something I'd real I'm really wanting to see if I get the chance. I probably won't because I'll be at the Colts game, but. Um, I mean, Seahawks have been playing great, offense and offensively and defensively. And the Browns kind of have a question on offense, mostly due to who the quarterback is going to be. Nick Chubb is out, you know, so they they're kind of up and down on offense. But defensively, the Browns are a top defense in the league. So seeing that matchup against a really good offense with Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker and Tyler Lockett and um, Jackson Smith, um, Jackson Smith and um, DK Metcalf, Metcalf, if he plays this week, is just something that's really going to be interesting for me to watch if I get the chance. So I let you go first because I actually picked a marquee game of Browns versus Seahawks. And I didn't want to take all the thunder because I kept doing that to you last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's for those same reasons. Uh, I think the Browns defense against the Seahawks offense will be fun to watch. And I think, uh, I don't think we'll see Deshaun Watson. I think they're looking again every week at like, why did we pay this guy $230 million guaranteed? Because he has been not great for them in the entire time he's been there. I don't know if I see it getting much better, but uh, yeah, depending on uh, how their offense can do. Now, again, I say the Colts should have beat the Browns last week. So I think the Seahawks should beat the Browns, but boy, that defense is strong and they're going to have to have good offensive uh, and they're going to have to not turn it over as much as Gardner Minshew did last week. Uh, so that's that's uh, that. We don't have a manure or a my oh my from Brandon, do we? So we're just going to have to go for two of us here. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Who's going to be the manure game this week? Who's the game you just shouldn't even tune in to watch? Jets at, Jets at Giants. I mean, I expect I I don't expect Taylor, Tyrod Taylor to be starting, not because of his ability, but because I feel like after two weeks rest with his net from his neck injury, Daniel Jones is going to be starting, and that's just not good for the Giants. Tyrod Taylor has been doing phenomenal for the Giants, and that's the reason they've won the last two or got close to beating the, the Bills and won against the Commanders. If it was Daniel Jones playing those games, I feel like the Commanders would have won. And I feel like the Bills would have dominated against Daniel Jones. But the the Jets have a defense, and that's kind of what I'm wanting to, uh, to look at is how does Tyrod Ty Taylor respond to a defense like the Jets? But overall, these teams are these two teams are terrible, and I can care less watching this game. I mean, they're both technically playing at home, so they both have home, home field advantage no matter what the, the score sheet says or whatever. So either way, it's just one of those games that I really could care less paying attention to. I guess one gets New York bragging rights, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I did not choose the New York teams in this for my manure game. I was I was debating between KC Denver and Houston Carolina. Carolina hasn't won a game yet, but there's that two rookie quarterbacks. I don't know if Bryce Young is Bryce Young even back yet. Is he playing? Not sure. I, I know he was out for a game or so there. I don't know if he played this last week or not, but uh, I would like to see it just for that reason. And I again, I think Stroud. It's fun to watch that team begin to gel and get some identity uh, again. Casey Denver, on the other hand, that's just because it's, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Casey's going to win that one easy. Uh, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have not inspired confidence in me yet. And it's not just because Russell Wilson's been playing so bad, although he does have his weeks of bad uh, playing, but that that defense in Denver just doesn't look good, mm-hmm. which is strange because a few years ago they were just like unstoppable. Remember when they had yep. like such an amazing defense? Uh, and then, of course, that all got broke up. But uh, Casey, I think, is just they're on, you know, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are just on the same page. And the, whoever his other receiver happens to be that week, whatever, he's just always on there with uh, Travis Kelsey. And uh, I think they're going to roll over Denver. So I don't even think that's worth tuning into. One, I don't like Casey. <laughs> I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I do like I like Travis Kelsey when he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. And, and man, Patrick Mahomes played against me this last week, and he had like 47 points mm-hmm. in fantasy. So he's no slouch either. Uh, but uh, I don't really like either of those teams, and Casey's going to win. So that's my manure game. How about your my oh my for the week? My my oh my is um, Bears at oh yeah Bears at Chargers. Um, oh Bears at Chargers. So it's a surprising one, but Tyson Bagan is starting, and or he should be starting. I believe he's they said he already is, but 
it's just my my because I want to see how he can perform against the Chargers defense and um, defense the defensive line and the pass rush, especially like I said earlier. But can this put like it was a might have been a one game wonder for Tyson Bagan, but if not, could this be put on notice that Tyson Bagan might be a better overall person, overall starter than Justin Fields to lead the Bears to more wins? Or you know you know what I mean? And for to the Chargers, can they bounce back? You know Herbert has been playing well, but their team overall and their coaching is really bad. So. Can Herbert bounce back and um, just be you know a top 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 quarterback like he is overall? And this is a Sunday night game, so I everybody's gonna be watching it. But I expect it to be closer than people think. I don't expect this to be a blowout, no matter how how bad the Bears' defense is, and no how how questionable the Chargers' offense could be. I feel like this is gonna be a very evenly matched game, and it could be closer than people think. And I'll probably uh, probably be watching it at Charleston in the Canvas House with a couple guys. There you go, exciting stuff. Well, uh, for my, my, oh, my game, this was a real toss up. I, I had, a, had teams in here that I, I kept looking at who's going to be an upset. Who's going to be a my, oh, my, I first looked at Cincinnati and San Francisco. I thought that's going to be a fun game because 49ers have lost a couple. Cincinnati is trying to get back into things. That could be the one. Uh, I looked at the bills, Tampa Bay game, uh, because mm-hmm. they're only one game apart surprisingly and uh the bills have not been looking as dominant as i thought they would uh and then i looked at the colts saints because i know the colts you know have had a change in their year both of those teams aren't exactly uh marquee (laughs) colts and saints right now they're both kind of struggling they're middle of the pack sorts of teams Uh, i think i'm going to give my my oh my game to who it's a tough one Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. I think I'm going to give it to the Bills, Tampa Bay. Bills, Tampa Bay. And this could end up being Tampa Bay winning. Uh, I could see that happening very easily. And then they would just be like tied in their record, I think. Uh, and uh, what a strange thing, because at the beginning of the year, we did not think Tampa, or I did not think Tampa Bay would do any good at all. I looked at Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield in the offseason and in preseason, and I thought, man, that team is going to be horrible but baker mayfield has i can stand up and say i've been wrong so far baker mayfield has really led that team and they have done well so uh, i'm gonna say bills tampa bay is gonna be my my oh my game even though i really wanted to give it to the Colts saints um i'm gonna give it to bills tampa bay how about your lock your lock of the week lock of the week um lions over raiders i mean lions had a very bad game against the the uh the ravens and Although the Raiders look kind of, they look up and down. They look solid, and then they look don't, and they, they don't, and they do, and they don't. And it's like, it just matters who's playing at quarterback, because Brian Hoare is clearly not the answer. If Garoppolo is not starting, I would expect um, uh, them to try, at least at least try Aiden O'Connell or whatever, the rookie they drafted, because the, they're playing, playing a top team in the Lions. If they want a chance, Brian Hoare's not it. But the Lions just look, even as, after a bad loss, they just look too dominant, and the Lions are, I feel like the Lions have a lock on this one. Well, my lock of the game is Detroit over Las Vegas. Nice. Oh, same thing. I agree. Uh, they had a bad game last week. They were dominated by the Ravens. And knowing Dan Campbell's team, that's just going to make them come out all the stronger against a Las Vegas team that's really not that good. And you're right. If Garoppolo's not in there, I feel like there's no chance. If Garoppolo's in there, I still feel like the Lions are going to win. Mm-hmm. And so that's my lock of the week. Lions over Las Vegas. Take it to the bank. Lock of the week. How about your upset of the week, Josh? Upset is Steelers over Jaguars. I know um, uh, SN Elite just mentioned that Jaguars Super Bowl champions, um, but like Matthew said a couple weeks ago, every team plays for a reason. Every team plays for a reason, and every team has a chance. And the Steelers have been looking better. Their defense is still a top defense in the league, especially in the pass and the pass rush and the run stuff. And I don't know what to expect out of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they almost took the win against the Saints last Thursday. And just overall, I feel like it's an even matchup where the Steelers could actually have a chance in this one. I happen to agree with SN Elite. I think the Jags are going to win that game. So I don't pick that as my upset. I picked my upset, and I've already kind of spoiled this, Rams over Dallas. I really looked at Cincinnati over San Francisco, but I don't know if that's really considered as strong of an upset, 
even though Cincinnati started bad with the the rust that Joe Burrow had and San Francisco started good. Uh, I feel like they have been kind of evening out a little bit. I also had Tampa Bay over the Bills, but again, I couldn't say that was like as big an upset because Tampa Bay's been looking stronger and the Bills have been looking weaker. So I'm going with Rams over Dallas. Again, you know, Dallas started off looking dominant and then looked more down to earth, just like those other teams that kind of regressed. Rams started off not so great, but man, they've got uh, that young Pikachu in there, uh, Puko, I can never remember when I'm not looking at it. Uh, and, you know, getting Cooper Cup back, I think the Rams are going to come in and, and surprise Dallas this week. Uh, and so I'm going Rams over Dallas for my upset of the week. Let's see if I can get three in a row here. What do we have for Commissioner's Minute? We don't have our commissioner on here. Is there anything we want to so, say I guess for fantasy? Fantasy MVPs, I guess we could go over real quick if they haven't seen our graphics. But um, uh, my fantasy MVP was... Not once again, not on my fantasy team, but you know, this is kind of a, a segment where you know we create graphics based off the fantasy, the fantasy players we think perform best, whether they had a bounce ahead of their you know, had a terrible game, like scored eight points last week and they got 40 points the next week, or you know, just a player on our team that helped us win, or a team, a player on another team that another player's no, a player on another person's team that helped them win, you know, secure the W, whatever. My fantasy MP was Deontay Foreman of the Bears, I think he had like 35 points and clearly led um i can't remember whose team he's on fantasy team he's on but he clearly helped the bears lead with the victory over uh, the raiders i picked the colts josh downs because as i said he was the top scorer on my team and even though patrick mahomes was playing against me would scored 47 some odd points we still won um partially because the guy he had playing on monday night running back i can't remember his name did very little for him, but uh, Josh Downs pushed me over the top, even outscoring Tyreek Hill. Good job, Josh Downs. Keep growing, buddy. Keep doing that. Uh, that's my fantasy MVP. And my fantasy prediction, uh, you'll have to wait and see because I haven't made them yet. But all Not of either. you who are in our fantasy team, don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Get on there. Josh has already posted that in the Better Than Own 15 uh, chat on Messenger. And so jump in there and vote for your teams. Make sure you get those in so we can see. I know that this last weekend, uh, I got, I, I voted for America and I, I paid for that by only getting two games right, uh, <laughs> missing four. Therefore, I'm still in second place, I think, but I lost a lot of ground in, in that race. And I so think we still are tied for second place with Abigail. Yeah, I've got to do five. better. By like four or five games. She did better. She moved up to that tie with me this week. And so I've got to do better this week. So I will be making some, some good fantasy predictions uh, this week. So I think that is all we have for the week. Uh, we really do thank you all for joining us here on the Football Pandemic. We hope that this next week the refs get it right and it's a better week for football than we had last time. Thanks for joining us this week. Join us next week as we break it all down again on the Football pandemic.